Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. look at the second part today of Psalm 116. It's one of those psalms that gives us, on the one hand, is a literal story of the psalmist, how they were close to death and had this terrible circumstance that God delivered them from. The psalm reads in the bigger story as the ultimate story of our narrative, that we are in this condition, surrounded by judgment and death, and God delivers us. And so verse Eight of Psalms 116, we looked at in our last episode, says, For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. This is ultimately the promise of the gospel. This is why it tells us in Revelation, the last chapter, the last book of the Bible, and in the second to last chapter, chapter 21, that God wipes every tear from our eyes. And he is present with us in the new renewed earth. And we will walk before the Lord in his presence. He will be our God. We will be his people in the land of the living. I mean, that's a paraphrase of Revelation 21 right there. And so that's why verse 7, that last phrase, for Yahweh, the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. This is ultimately the narrative of the gospel. This is the bigger story that we keep having to have on our horizon that this is, we are going to walk before the I am in the land of the living and everything that that means, a renewed earth in resurrection, explosive beauty and glory and renewal. And there's all kinds of poetic metaphors we read in the Psalms and in the Old Testament books of Isaiah, Jeremiah, that talk about this new creation and the mountains singing for joy, the trees clapping their hands. This is poetry, of course, trying to give us an unimaginative picture to imagine of what the new creation will be like. And so we pick up the second part of this psalm. This psalm kind of has two parts to it. And we pick up in verse 10, and this is a description now of the smaller story. In the smaller story, there is ultimately this narrative, and it says this, I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. Verse 11, I said in my alarm, all mankind are liars. In this world, your life will be afflicted by these two things. There's a third, and that's your own sin, and that is what is causing, in some sense, these two things on the larger scale. The first is that I am greatly afflicted, that life just has many hardships. There's going to be sicknesses. There's going to be economic problems. You're going to have job problems, house problems. You're going to have family problems. And then verse 11, all mankind are liars. In some sense, it's true. Everybody ultimately lies when it serves their own interest. Everybody is living in some sense, to some degree, for their self-interest, self-serving, self-centered, and ultimately, to some degree, everyone is untrustworthy. We just have to live with that reality, and it's true for us. There are times in my life where I have not told the truth, where I have not been trustworthy. 
Obviously, as I grow in my spiritual maturity, these are things that I don't want to be and don't want to do. I get convicted. I want to be a person of love. I want to be a person who's trustworthy. I want to not be self-serving. I want to serve others as more important than myself. This is the trajectory of what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life, but I've got a long way to go, and so do you. So in the smaller story, if we're just living for the smaller story, if we're living our lives for the smaller narrative, we can depend on the fact that ultimately it's going to be a life where we are afflicted and people turn on us. All people are liars, and then we die. But the bigger story that this psalm is reminding us of, the bigger story we saw again in verse 9, I will walk before the I am in the land of the living. That we, When we have that as our horizon, when we lift up our eyes and see our day, see our moment, see this moment right now and every moment inside this story, you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the I am in the land of the living. And because of that, we have this sense of gratitude. We lift our eyes up to the I am. And it says in verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation. Now remember these Psalms, Psalm 113 through 118, were sung, read by the Jews during the days of Passover. So these are songs that Jesus read, sang uh, the last days of his life. But this verse right here kind of relates. You can see why it would relate. I will lift up the cup of salvation. This would be a cup of wine at the Passover meal, probably. And the cup of salvation could be figurative here, or it could be referring to Passover. This sense of the promise of God's salvation, looking back to his deliverance of Israel from their bondage to slavery, taking them through the split sea to the promised land, which was always a metaphor for ultimately the bigger story. God frees us from our bondage to sin and death, brings us through the other side to a new land, a land of beauty, glory, renewal, resurrection. So I will lift up the cup of salvation. Jesus took this cup at the Passover meal. And he said, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. God has already done it. It has already happened. He has taken our sins and he has lifted up the cup of salvation for us. And so I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of he is, of Yahweh, of the I am. That's verse 13. This is the one of many times in this psalm, four times actually, where it's talking about calling on the name of the Lord. One of the things I found when I think about that that's been helpful for me, and I think this will be helpful for you, when we think about the name of Yahweh, the name of the I Am, the name He is in ancient Hebrew, God's name, to call upon God's name, to me has always been to pray, you are prayers. So God says, He is I Am. His name is He Is, and I want to say you are. And when I call upon the name of the Lord, you are. And I go through a litany of things to remind myself and to say to God, to give thanks to Him. Because verse 17 also says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord, on the name of Yahweh, the name of He Is, the I Am. 
So I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the I am. He is. You are. And the way I do that is to give thanks. I lift up my eyes or whatever. I just pray to the I am and I give thanks and I call upon his name and I give thanks to his name for his name. So I pray you are prayers and I say, you are my life. I give thanks to you, Lord, because you are my life. You are my security. You are my creator. You are the creator of this entire universe. And yet you are my security, my life. And I'm putting myself in the true narrative. I'm reminding myself what it means that God's name is he is. These are powerful prayers. You are my life. You are my security. And I think about God being my security, being my life. You are my creator. And I think about God being the creator and my creator, created me, specifically me, the one true soul that makes up me, God created because he wants me to live forever in his universe. When I think about that, it is overwhelming with joy and gratitude and a sense of purpose and meaning and significance in God's bigger story. You are my creator. You are my joy. You are my salvation. You are my helper. You are my confidence. Thinking about these things, when I lack a sense of security, I get insecure. I'm unsure of where I stand. I'm unsure of my situation. I'm unsure of the lay of the land, so to speak. And when I can pray, you are my security. You are my confidence. You are my helper. You are my refuge. You are my righteousness. You give me your complete, total righteousness. You are my peace. You are my assurance that ultimately everything is going to be okay because I am going to walk before the I am. I'm going to walk before he is in the land of the living. In the resurrection, when we understand the truth of the bigger story and the reality of the resurrection, it really is an assurance that everything ultimately is going to be okay. No matter what's going on in my life right now, no matter what happens today, tomorrow, in the future, ultimately because of resurrection, my resurrection, because Jesus died and broke through the other side of the death and rose from the dead, and I am in Christ, and I'm going to have a resurrection when he returns on a resurrected, renewed earth. Because of that truth, because it's already started, in Jesus' death and resurrection. That's my assurance. That's what I can look to in this world as a proof of what's going to happen, the death and resurrection of Jesus. I know it's going to happen. It's already started. And so I know ultimately, no matter what happens in my life, it's going to be okay. I think of that and I can say, you are my salvation. You are my joy. You are my life. You are my security. You are my trust. You are my redeemer. You're going to redeem this mess. You're going to redeem the messes I've made. You're going to redeem me. You're, you are my healer. You're going to bring salvation to me, which is healing to every aspect of who I am, body and soul. 
This is partly at least what I think it means to, I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of he is. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of he is. Verse 4, I called on the name of he is. O he is, I pray, deliver my soul. Verse 2, because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. I love the Lord, I love he is, verse 1, because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. This is what we do when we lift our eyes up and call upon the name of he is and pray you are prayers. It really is life empowering, at least it has been for me. So now we look back over this entire psalm and we can pray you are prayers. O Lord, you are the one who hears me. You are present with me. You are the one who showers me with your mercy and your grace and your righteousness. You are the one who is near me and I can call upon you and you incline your ear to me. You are the one who has saved me from the death that surrounded me, the destroyer who has brought me distress and anguish, you have defeated. You are my salvation. You are my life. You are my resurrection. You are the one who has dealt bountifully with me. I know this because Jesus has come and risen from the dead, and you have blessed me with every blessing in the heavenly realm already made me alive together with Christ, already raised me together with Christ, and seated me together with Christ in the heavenly realm. You have dealt bountifully with me, and I will walk before you in the land of the living. You are the one who has delivered my soul from death. You are the one who will wipe every tear from my eyes. You are the one who has delivered my feet from stumbling. You have loosened my bonds, it says, in verse 16, you are the one who has freed me from sin and death. You are my deliverer. You are my salvation. You are my creator. You are my security. You are my life. You are my joy. You are my helper. You are my confidence. You are my righteousness. You are my peace. You are my assurance that ultimately everything is going to be okay because I will walk before the I am in the land of the living. You are my trust. You are my redeemer. And I give thanks to you that you incline your ear to me and you hear my voice and I call upon the name of he is. I lift up my eyes to you and I want to live today to serve you, to live for you to walk in your joy, to walk in your righteousness, to walk in your love. I surrender my life to you, my soul to you, and I entrust all that I am to your care. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.